All right, we are live. Uh, if you guys don't know me, my name is Dylan. Uh, thank you for joining in for another episode of Monsters of the Midway. I'm just going to jump right into it. So I wasn't here last week, so we're going to go over uh, Washington Commanders game, uh, some injuries, and then talk about uh, if Tyson Bagant, 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 if Tyson, the rookie, who everyone has high hopes for, can win us a game against the Raiders. Stay tuned. This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. All right. Um, I wasn't here last week to do an episode of Monsters of the Midway. Uh, life kind of got in the way. That happens. But I'm here now. That's all that matters. So we'll, just, we'll touch briefly, since it's it's been um, a couple weeks, we will touch briefly on the Washington Commanders game. They came out with the right game plan, I felt like. I've been saying it like repetitively uh, every episode that they need to kind of do something, run an offense that fits Justin Fields' capability. Because um, we all know what he's capable of, obviously. But they need to run some some sort of offense, maybe similar to Ohio State. I know college and football or college and NFL don't really mix well. But something along those lines, like I've been saying, read options, uh, play actions, design QB runs, let him roll out. He's been really great on passes over 20 yards this year. I I, I think he's missed two passes. I think he's completed uh, throwing for like 300-something yards and six touchdowns on passes of over 20 yards, and we're still not doing a whole lot of that. But in this game against Washington, we did, and I was actually surprised because – uh, I don't know if you guys remember the last episode that I did, but I had my uh, buddy Brandon on. And, you know, he, he picked the Bears to win in a close game. I picked the Bears to get blown out. Washington's not a terrible team. I mean, they just put up a really good fight with Philly the week before. So I was not expecting the Bears to come out and, uh, well, I don't know, be good. Because, that's I mean, that's what they were. They were uh, – like, if they play like that, they'd be a really hard team to beat for anybody including Kansas City, including Buffalo, including anybody else. The defense was – the defense played really great. The offense played spectacular. Now in the second half, the offense did kind of start to struggle a little bit, um, and the defense obviously started to struggle a little bit as well, big time, because they were giving up points left and right, and Washington started to come back. But Justin Fields put the hammer and the nail together, put it in the coffin, and he ended the game. Um, that was two weeks back to back that he had that he had thrown four touchdowns. So coming into last week against the Vikings, he was actually the leader in the NFL for touchdowns. Um, he's right, he's right up there with everybody else. Um, and then we come into the game against the Vikings. Sorry, guys. We come into the game against the Vikings, and he the offense. Went back to how it was prior to the Washington Commanders game. It was awful. We didn't run anything to help Justin. We, I mean, we didn't do anything. Now, Grant, we had a bunch of injuries as well. I mean, you know, we had Devontae Foreman, who wasn't even on the in the game. 
like on the roster, basically. In that Washington Commanders game, uh, Roshan Johnson, uh, our backup running back, he went out with a concussion, and Khalil Herbert went out with an ankle injury, I believe. So we basically had, like, nobody to use, and Travis Homer wasn't available. He was still out. Um, like, we didn't do anything to help Justin. The offense went back to exactly how it was before the Washington Commanders game. Um. The, the offensive line was atrocious. In one week, everything just completely changed. They were atrocious. The defense was really bad. Uh, well, I take that back. The defense was not really bad. Uh, the defense actually, for the most part, they they held up against their own. Now, granted, they, the Vikings did not have Jay Jettas, so that was a big help. Um, but they were putting a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins and making him make really bad throws and really bad decisions. So I was actually pretty happy with the defense that game. The offense just couldn't get together. The offense line was really bad. People were not communicating. Um, God, for a while there, I think they targeted DJ more like twice for like half the game. Um, and this is a guy who's coming off that Washington Commanders game with eight catches, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. Believe it or not, I don't know if you guys know. I'm, I'm assuming that you do if you watch football that there are divisional offensive and, de and defensive players of the game. So, uh, you know, every week, each division, each conference, all that stuff, they, you know, they pick player of the week, right? This is every, this is every week. So the NFC, you know, they pick a player of the week from the NFC every week. DJ Moore was the first Bears wide receiver to win, right, to win NFC Player of the Week. I'll let you take a guess. I'm going to pause for a moment. When do you guys think? First wide receiver to win that since what year? You're never going to get it. 1999, Marcus Robinson was the last Bears wide receiver to win NFC Offensive Player of the Week. So keep in mind, this is an award that's handed out every week to players in the NFC. And only two Bears wide receivers have ever won that award, and DJ Moore just won it two weeks ago for the first time since 1999. 24 years. Yep, 24 years since somebody won. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. So I couldn't believe it when I first heard that. Um, but at the same time, it also doesn't surprise me. But then again, it kind of does because, I mean, we've had like Brandon Marshall and Al Alshon Jeffrey and guys like that. So, I don't know. Let's jump back into this Vikings game, though. Um, Kirk Cousins was 21 for 31, 181 yards and a touchdown. Now, keep in mind, they didn't have Jay Jettis, as I said before. But I feel like that's I feel like that's pretty good. Kirk Cousins has been kind of lighting people up. And the Bears have like, like the second worst, third or second worst – Defense like in the NFL. 
Um, so to, to hold a guy who has a lot of offense power, even without JJs, I mean, KJ Osborne is pretty decent. Then you have Hawkinson and then you have Jordan Addison. Okay. So it's not like you're, I mean, obviously losing Jay Jettas is huge, but it's not like you don't have firepower now that he's gone. Like you still have a really stacked offense. So to only to throw, to allow him to throw the ball 31 times and only get 181 yards. I'm not actually sorry, guys. God. I'm not actually mad at that, like whatsoever. Uh, like I said, our defense. Our defense played pretty decent, so I'm I'm pretty happy with that. You hold the guy like Kirk Cousins to 181 yards, we're 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 on the right path of doing something. You guys are doing something there uh, on the right path, and uh, our rush defense was really good as well. Um, Alexander Madison carried the ball 18 times, so leading rusher on the team, uh, and he only got 44 yards off those 18 carries. No, granted, again. Um, Alexander Madison's not terrific, right? I know I was kind of high on him on our other show. And I don't know why people wouldn't be high on him. You know, he's a very terrific. He's, he, he's a very, he's got a very good running back build, right? But he just has not lived up to the par that Dalvin Cook lived up to. Um, he's not as good as a pass catching back as Dalvin was, and he's definitely not as fast as Dalvin Cook. But I always thought that, given the chance, uh, Alexander Madison always kind of stepped up when Evan was hurt, which he was hurt quite a few times. And we held him, you know, we let him carry the ball 18 times, and we held him to 44 yards against the Vikings um, in that game. So that's pretty good. So the fact that, I mean, we held Kirk Cousins, who's a guy who's been slinging the ball, right? Um, we held him to 181 yards, and then we held Alexander Madison to 44 rushing yards. I'll take that any day because the Vikings are not a bad team. They've – They've lost a lot of close games, and they've lost a lot of games that they, in real, like in reality, they probably shouldn't have lost. So I'll take that. Um, their leading <clears throat> receiver on the team was T.J. Hawkinson with six catches for fifty yards. Um, Tyson came in, um, so I guess we'll just jump in this. So Justin Fields uh, had a play where he was being chased. I was yelling at my TV, telling him to throw it. Because I could, I, I didn't know he was going to get hurt, but I could see the guy coming up behind him, obviously. Um, he knew that the guy was there. He could feel it. He tried uh, taking off instead. He did He did try to buy a little time to find someone that was open. No one was available, obviously. So he, he did try to break off and run. He got tackled from behind and went down on his throwing hand. And he kind of sat there for a moment. Got up, shook it off. Um but he was uh, definitely nursing his hand, and it turns out that he dislocated his thumb. When they asked about surgery, nobody in the Bears organization ruled out surgery. But, um, yeah, he dislocated his thumb on his throwing hand. So, I mean, you're probably talking, I mean, realistically, probably two months. Um, and then that's if he doesn't need surgery. I mean, who knows what kind of ligament damage it did, if it did any Um you know, so I didn't think the Bears could get any worse, but then we lose, you know, like the best player on our team. So depressing. Anyways, so Tyson came in. So now it's, you know, now it's – I don't really care who's quarterback now. Like now I, like I'm going to support Tyson. I want, I want to win, you know. So 
He's our QB. So Tyson came in, went 10 to 14, 83 yards in interception. His first drive, he did fumble the ball. He looked really nervous, was not great. Um, the interception that he threw was awful. It was like a it was just a duck straight in the air. I mean, I don't know what he was trying to do with it or where he was trying to go, but he underthrew his receiver by a whole bunch, and it was just like a – I mean, that ball was just like a duck. It was just flying. It was bad. So, But expected rookie first starting game of the NFL. It's not preseason anymore. So – Got some nerves out. Maybe he'll be able to come back this game and uh, kick it in the high gear. Uh, Devontae Foreman actually started this game. He didn't look bad. 15 carries, 65 yards. That was a hard 65 yards, though. He didn't. He, he did not look bad. He, I'm, I'm telling you, he did not look bad. I was actually pretty happy with him. He was, uh, he was definitely trying to get every yard he could. So, and Devontae Foreman in Carolina, he was a really good running back there. Um, obviously, we have more talent on our roster. Um, where he's not able to start, but I do like Devontae Foreman, and uh, yeah, he uh, he he played really well this game, even only having 65 yards. He he did play really well. DJ Moore, uh, this word starts to get depressing again. Five catches for 51 yards. This is a guy who just had eight catches for 230 yards and three touchdowns. The game plan that we came up with in this game against the Vikings, it was awful. Like we went from using like utilizing Justin and DJ Moore. And everyone else in our offense, the exact way that they need to be utilized. And then we come into this game and we're not doing any of that at all. It's like Luke Getze just kind of went back to normal. Like, well, we had a good game. Now let's go back and try it. You know, we won. So let's go back to the old ways and try that and see if it changes after actually winning a game. I can tell you right, I can tell you right now. If it didn't work before, it's not gonna work now. You know, the old saying is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, if nothing was wrong with the offense that you ran against the Commanders, and you won, and you beat a decent team, and you scored a lot of points, and everyone had a really good game, what about you... What about that makes you sit down and go, huh? Not going to do that against the Vikings this week. Because that was a winnable game. The Vikings, I mean, they're they're better than what their record is, but they're still really struggling, like especially with turnovers. And Jay Jettas, like even though they have a lot of firepower still with Osborne and Addison and Hawkinson, okay, that was a huge part. That was a huge deep threat. Like that was their that was their catch everything deep threat middle of the field type of guy. And they don't have that anymore, and we were pressuring Kirk Cousins, and this was a very winnable game for us. We lost nineteen to thirteen, so this this this, this was a very winnable game. We we could be two and five, and realistically, we should have beat Denver. So, I mean. That's two more games that we that we could be three and five right now, or not three and five. We, we we could have three wins on the season right now. We could be three and three, right now. Three and three, but you know that's all in the past. Nothing you can really do about that. Um, 
Surprising, Cam Akers only had one carry. KJ Osborne had four catches for 48 yards. Jordan Addison had the only touchdown. Um, three catches, 28 yards. Uh, Fields went six for 10 before he got hurt. Uh, he also had 46 rushing yards before he got hurt. And then, uh, I mean, that was basically it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it, it sucks with any, you know, with any team when you're trying, like when you're a fan and you're trying to, you know, watch your team win, you know, it sucks when things aren't going your way, but it's just really frustrating that when we have such a good game against the commanders and then we come into this game, which is a big game guys. I mean, playing the Vikings, that's a big game. Like it's a divisional game. Like we could win this game and be two and four, right? Like, and, you know, we just kind of go back to the old ways. You know, we outgained them in total yards. They outgained us in passing yards. We outgained them significantly. Golly. Uh, we outgained them significantly in rushing yards. I'm um, 162 to 46. We averaged barely more more yards per play. We had more first downs. Better on third down. Um, they were better on fourth. We ran 10 more plays. We allowed five sacks, punted four times, had five penalties, one fumble, two interceptions, and had the most time of possession, and we still lost a football game. So it seems like we're doing some things right. But uh, just not coming together. So it'll be really interesting to see, where, to see how Tyson does. Um, we are playing – the Raiders this week. And it's going to be really interesting to see how he does. There was a lot of hype behind him um, after preseason because he did play really well. A lot of hype behind him saying that he should be the starter over fields. People are kind of getting their wish now. Um, so Tyson's going to start, right? The good thing for us is that Jimmy G is out. And uh, I thought maybe they had a, they have a rookie named Aiden O'Connell. I thought maybe he was going to start and place of Jimmy G, but uh, from what I've been reading, Brian Hoyer is going to be the starting quarterback for uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are favored by two and a half against the Bears. I don't know. this For me, this is a very winnable game, but at the same time, I'm not going to pick the Bears to win, um, just for a couple reasons. And I, I, I know people are like, you're a fan. How do you pick them to lose every week? Because well, you got to be kind of realistic with yourself. So a couple reasons why I'm picking them to lose. One, Brian Hoyer's terrible. That's not really a reason. Let's just get that out of the way. He's not going to be one of the reasons. But he is the more experienced QB. So that's this is where I'm getting at. Tyson, this is going to be his first full game. Okay, first full game. Um, he's going to be the starter. He's going to play every snap. He did not look so hot in the plays that he did play. Against the Vikings, granted that's his first game, so I'm gonna cut a little bit. I'm gonna cut him a little bit of slack, but um, he's a rookie. He's never played an NFL game. He's never played a full NFL game. So, um, you know, I, I feel like the Vikings or uh, the Raiders kind of have a advantage over that because their defense is really good about getting after the quarterback, especially Crosby. Um, yeah, they're really good about getting after the quarterback, and our offensive line is not very good. And Tyson is a rookie QB 
who hasn't really established any readings or feelings or anything with any of these wide receivers. So he's basically going into this game blind, has to trust an offensive line that he knows that he knows is terrible, and try to create some sort of chemistry with one of these guys like on the fly against a semi-decent uh, Raiders defense. So that's one of the reasons that I think we're going to lose. Two, what I think is the most important is that the Raiders' run game is probably going to torch us. Josh Jacobs had a really rough couple weeks, okay? Um, like carrying the ball 18 times and like – I think he finished one game with like negative two yards. So I don't really know how that happens. Um, but expect him to have a really good game. You know, I, I would say he probably rushes for over 100 yards and probably a tutty in there. Um, probably catches just, you know, maybe a few passes. He's not like – they don't really use him in the pass catching game. Um, but with Brian Hoyer, you never know. Um, Brian Hoyer is not great, but he's always been reliable. Um, but, yeah, I think Josh Jacobs is going to be a huge thing in this game. I think he's gonna be the. I think he's gonna be the big factor. Like if we can stop Josh Jacobs, I, then I think we have. A, then I think we have a chance to win this game. But I don't think we're gonna stop him completely. Um, and I think that that is gonna be the key factor in the Raiders beating the Bears. And also, the Raiders are not trading Devonte Adams, and he seems like he's been a little mad about his target share. So expect him to have a, probably a pretty good game too. He's probably gonna come out and go nuts though. Like he he's 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 probably going to have like a revenge game, like be very angry for not uh, for not getting the ball last game, um, not getting targeted enough. So expect, expect him to have a really, really good game. But yeah, Josh Jacobs probably gonna be the big factor in this game. Um, most of, most of the analysts are picking the Raiders to win. Um, yeah, basically, I mean, there's only a select few that have picked the Bears to actually win, which I'm not saying it can't happen. Okay, but I would say they probably won the turnover battle with Tyson at QB, and that'll probably be a huge deciding factor. We're really going to have to take care of the ball here if we want to win this game. We're really going to have to get DJ more involved. We're going to have to get our running game established. Tyson, We're going to have to make Tyson feel comfortable. Um, and I don't know if Luke Getzey can really do that. So, I mean, we can only find out from here. Um. He did finish his uh, collegiate career with uh, as NCAA's, NCAA's all-time leader in touchdown passes. He had 159 career touchdown passes. Um, where he was a star QB at the Shepherd Rams in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Never heard of it in my life. I don't know. There's just a lot of things to consider in this game. Our defense is really going to have to step up. Our defense is going to have to play uh, hardball. Okay, uh, they are really going to have to keep Josh Jacobs in check. I mean, they don't really have a whole lot of offensive firepower. Like, 
Josh Jacobs and you have Devonta Adams. No, don't get me wrong. You still have Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers. I'm not really worried about those guys though. Like if you can, I, I, I would, I would rather stop Josh Jacobs and take my chances of Brian Hoyer beating me in the air. Okay, and I think that is probably a big key that the Bears need to do. Make Brian Hoyer win. He's not. He's not an established winner. Make him win. Make him beat you because. He's not the greatest. Josh Jacobs is going to tear you up if you don't keep him in check. So Josh Jacobs doesn't. Josh Jacobs definitely needs to be kept in check. Okay. After that, I'm um, just kind of keeping on Devonta Adams. Like I said, he's probably going to have a decent game. I, I expect Brian Hoyer to go to him constantly. Probably just he's going to hammer that in there. Um, yeah, he, he's he, he's really going to hammer that in there. Devonta Adams is he's still that guy. And when he's upset, you feed him the ball. And he's really upset that he didn't get the ball a whole lot last game. So expect big things from him this game. Possibly. We stopped Josh Jacobs. I think that I, I don't I don't think that he's a huge factor. I mean, he's still gonna get the ball a lot, and Devonta Adams is gonna get his. It's not like you're gonna stop him from getting his, but then that then they then all you know they have they have to rely on Brian Hoyer to win the game and I just don't think he can do that. Um, so that's the big thing for the Bears. I think stop Josh Jacobs. I think we win this game. Um, for the Bears offense, in order for us to win this game, one, we have to win the turnover battle. Okay, we cannot be you know Tyson cannot come in and fumble the ball and then throw an interception like like he did last game because. Um, we could have won that game. You know, we were driving up the field at one point, and he threw that interception. So for the Bears to win this game, the offense has to win the turnover battle. They cannot – Tyson cannot go in, and I know it was his first game last week as a rookie. You know, play a few snaps, high-pressure situation. We're trying to win the game, drive up the field. His first series on, he fumbles the ball. He wipes it off. He starts driving up the field, throws that interception at the end of the game. We cannot have that. The offense has to win the turnover battle if we want to win this game. Got to got to take care of the ball. Um, two, he's gonna have to. He's in a tough position. He's gonna have to create some chemistry like right off the rip. I know they've probably been doing that in practice, but practice is not the same as a game. So Tyson's gonna have to come in, you know, keep his keep his head held high, keep his chin down tight, and kind of just start hammering the ball in there. Um, and he's got to pick and choose where he wants to go. Not not a lot of our guys have shown that they can get separation besides like DJ Moore. So and Cole Komet. I would expect probably those two is where he's going to go the most. I would expect Cole Komet and DJ Moore, obviously. I'm really hoping that maybe at, you know, sometime in practice this week that maybe him and DJ Moore really did hit it off. I DJ Moore needs to see more than five catches a game. I mean, even in the Washington Commanders game where he had eight catches for 230 yards, that's awesome. But he only had eight catches. I like this man needs to be targeted like 15 times a game. I understand they people know it's coming, but you went out and got him for a reason. So you're you need to target him. He he is your guy, right? He is your guy. You, you're gonna you're gonna have to target him no matter what. So I would expect uh, Cole Komet and DJ Moore to probably be the guys. Khalil Herbert's probably not gonna play this game again. It, it, it's looking more and more like. Uh, Roshan Johnson's probably going to play, and Devontae Adam or not Devontae Adams, um, Devontae Foreman. 
And then you're also going to have Travis Homer. I think he's back as well. So those would be our three running backs. If Johnson is healthy, Johnson's going to get the go. He's the rookie uh, running back that we drafted this past year. Um, he's been uh, he's the one who won number two against uh, the, the 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 second string backup job. So he's going to be the guy. Obviously, he was healthy. I don't think they've made anything huge, like a huge decision on it. Um, you know, because he he did have a concussion that last game. Unfortunately, you know, we lost two running backs that game. So if he's healthy, he's definitely going to play. And that's another key for us. He's a very hard-nosed runner. If you watched him before he went out in that Washington game, he's a very hard-nosed runner. He's super fast, he's super strong, and he's right up the middle. And that's what I kind of like, and I think that's what the Bears are going to need to do to take some pressure off of Tyson. I think people are kind of expecting this kid to go in there and throw this ball for like 400 yards and three touchdowns and be the savior of the Bears. That's not going to happen, okay? If he goes in there and does it, that's awesome. But this kid's a rookie who played at Shepherds, who, you know, he, he played in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. All right. Um, he played in the preseason. He hasn't had any time to do anything. He hasn't had any time to create chemistry. He hasn't had any time to establish himself in the NFL. Like, if you want to count last game as him playing, that's fine. He took a handful of snaps, you know, before, you know, while Justin was hurt. Like, this is, this is it. This is his debut. This is. This is his first NFL game as a starting QB, like first debut, and it's it, it is going to be a very tough matchup with Max Crosby and that Raiders defense that is very good at getting to QBs, and it's just very unfortunate for him that our O line is not good. I thought it was going to be better with some of the upgrades, but it seems like they're still struggling. Darnell Wright, the guy who drafted out of Tennessee, a lot of these guys are still struggling trying to fit in or moving pieces around. We're going to have to build confidence fast. Luke Getzey's going to have to figure out something. I know Luke Getzey's a huge believer in screen passes, but some of the decisions that he makes with screen passes, like, for example, last game, you know, it's a third and seven. Before that, it was a second and eight. He threw a screen pass. We gained one yard. So he threw on third and seven. He threw another screen pass, and, it, you know, we didn't go anywhere with it. So I'm not opposed to throwing screen passes, but just short little jabs, you know, kind of like how Kyle Shanahan – um, does with Purdy. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily dial up the deep ball every throw. You know, uh when they you know when they played the Cowboys, he uh he he wasn't like he he struggled just a tad bit in the very beginning, right? In the very beginning of that game, he struggled just a tad bit. So what did Kyle Shanahan do? Short short passes, just pounded him in there. You know, five yards here, eight yards here, curl routes, you know, small slants. It, it that builds confidence with QBs like Purdy, you know. He's still a rookie. That builds confidence for him. You know, it may, it, le it lets him know it makes him feel good that he's doing things. Like I just completed a pass, you know, moving the ball to the field. We're going to kind of do the same thing with Tyson. Going to have to, um, got to start to build confidence right off the rip. You you, you cannot go out there and just dial up a deep ball, right? You know, <laughs> first play. You can't do that. I I don't want to see this kid. I'm I'm trying to. I'm I'm trying to watch. If this kid is the real deal, like a lot of people say they are, you know, say he say he could be. I want to watch him succeed. He is now my QB. Justin's out. I don't know if Justin's going to come back. So for the foreseeable future, he's our QB, and Luke needs to dial up some sort of game plan um, with Tyson to make him feel comfortable. Um, answer a few questions. Uh, for back it up, yeah, 
Exactly what I was just saying. You got to protect the QB. The O line, yes, the O line does need to play big. And like I said, that is going to be a key uh, for the Bears' victory. Tyson's a rookie, like I just said a hundred times. Basically, hasn't had any time to to build chemistry with these guys. He's going to have to kind of do everything on the fly, and a lot of that can be made a whole lot easier with you know three different things. One, if a run game could get established. We can run the ball effectively. I don't need eight yards of carry, but, you know, three, four, five yards of carry. That way the defense isn't just loading up for a pass every time. Make them, you know, wonder what we're going to do. Um, the, the wide receivers, they need to have trust in this kid, and they need to let the, you know, they need to make sure that they have, that this kid has their trust as well. You know, you, I don't need to see no yelling or arguing or anything like that. I, I want to make sure – Routes are ran correctly. Help this kid out, right? Um, you know, make the best possible decision uh, and, and just help this kid create some confidence so maybe we can win this football game. And three, like you just said, this is going to be the biggest key, I feel like, for the Bears' victory. The O-line's not good. I've said it a million times. I've said it a million times in every show I've done so far. They're not good. The Bears have had a really bad offensive line these last handful of years. And it seems like we're trying to get better, but things are not going our way. We're still struggling big time. I might even say that this offensive line is probably worse than last year. Um, just because it's not necessarily the sacks that they're allowing, but the amount of pressures that they're allowing on the QB too. So, and we haven't, I understand this kid can run, but he's, I don't know. I don't think he has a speed that Justin has. So that kind of worries me that all this pressure that he might take, I don't know if he'll be able to get out of it. So, yes, but I agree the O-line, that is going to be the biggest factor for our offense to succeed, and that's going to be one of the biggest factors for the Bears to win this football game. Um, Flea Market Floppy, are they still going to move to Arlington Heights? You know what? Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to or not. I know that they said they had bought some land, and then there's a lot of rumors that said they hadn't bought any land, and then there were rumors again saying that they bought land. I don't know what's going to happen. I will say this, though. I will say that. It would be really sad if they did leave because Soldier Field is just such a historical, iconic field, right? But at the same time, if they're not going to win football games, right, they're just going to move them somewhere else. They'll keep them in Chicago, but, you know, if you're not going to win football games, they're going to go where, you know, maybe they can make more money or, you know, better views. You know, now that Vegas did what they did, now you're going to see a lot of these teams start doing what that you know what they did you know vegas they built that really nice stadium the rams have built a really nice stadium all these all these teams that are moving are building really nice stuff getting more profit yada 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 so on so forth i wouldn't be upset if they moved arlington arlington heights because it, it'd be closer for me just by a little bit but it'd be closer to me but at the same time um soldier field is you know that would that would also be like a very sad moment as well just because it's such a iconic field okay so but uh for for sure answer i don't know i i haven't heard anything on it since it first kind of busted out and it's been it's been kind of quiet ever since so i don't know i'm sure there's a lot of loopholes and there's a lot of jumps that they would have to do before i think that happens just up the fins get it out quick like you said quick hits then yards to catch yes exactly um and that, yes, yeah, I 100% I agree. And that is another reason why um, the Fens are so good. Uh, obviously, besides having, 
you know, like some of the most star-studded power possible, probably the best offense in the NFL. Besides that, um, two is very efficient with the ball when he wants to be, which he is most of the time, you know, when he's healthy. He uh, he doesn't really make like the worst decisions possible, right? Um, you know, and it obviously makes things easier when you have guys like Tyreek and Waddle, who you can, you know, they can run a quick five and in slant route and then bam. And then you have two of the fastest guys on the same team who are getting, you know, 10 to 15 yards after the catch. So, I, yes, I agree. We don't have the firepower that the Bears or uh, that the Fens have. But uh, regardless, if we can do that and build some confidence, like how they do with, you know, like how you said how the Fens do it with Tua, um, those quick little short passes and get yards after the catch, I think that could be a huge factor for us to win the game. We don't need to go deep every play to win this game, all right? Um, every yard counts inch by inch, all right? Everything counts, and we can definitely – I think we can definitely win this game um, against the Raiders if we, if we start doing stuff like that. So um, – and the last thing I kind of want to touch on, it's just kind of like depressing news a little bit. Obviously, I already hit on that Justin Fields hurt his thumb, and they're saying at least two months, and they haven't ruled out surgery from what uh, the head coach Elber said – or Elberflow said. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, Okay. I like Justin. I really do. I've seen what he can do um, when an offense is built around him, like an offensive game plan is ran for him. He's really good. He makes really good decisions. He's got a really good arm, and he can run the ball really well as well. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to be going or not. And what I what what I mean by that is I don't know if he'll be there after this year. Now, now that you're hurt, I mean, they're so bad. Do you Does he even come back, right? You're so, you know, the, the Bears are so bad. Does Do you even risk bringing Justin Fields back? Is it even worth it, right? So then if you don't see him the rest of the year because there's our record's awful and there's no point of, you know, no point of bringing him back, you know, then, then the question kind of lingers. You have to judge him off of what you saw, and we saw more bad than good. Not all his fault but you have to take the game as a whole. So at this point, I mean, from what you've seen this year, do you keep him? Do you trade him? Do you, you let him go? Do you draft another QB, you know? And then if you do bring him back, right, if you do bring Justin back, is it, you know, if you bring him back after a couple of weeks, after he's fine, is it is it a test run now? Is it like, all right, now you got to fight for your job? You know, I don't know what's going to happen now. And it kind of, I'm kind of maybe feeling like he's not going to come back the rest of the year. Unless we like put some wins together. I don't know if we'll see. I don't, I don't know if we'll see fields the rest of the year. Part of me thinks that they really like him as a QB, but part of me thinks that the organization wants him gone as well. A lot of head coaches have this thing where they like, they want to pick their own QB and he, you know, he was not Matt's choice. I don't think Matt will be there after this year anyways, but I don't know. Um, it, it just, it sounds like there's a lot of hype around the Caleb Williams train and the Marvin Harrison train. Um, Cause we, right now we have, you know, we could have the first and second pick. Um, and the way, the way it seems like it's going is we're going to have two of the top five picks. I would rather trade away the number one overall pick, right? Keep Justin draft Marvin Harrison jr. And then, you know, now you have a star-studded receiver to attach to DJ Moore. 
And then from there on out with the rest of your draft picks, then you can kind of build another offensive line, right? You, you obviously want to hit more pieces in there. And then you can start building your defense line because we want to build, we want to build some more pieces in there. I feel like our secondary with Tremaine Edwards and, and all those guys is pretty good. Um, and then obviously, you know, Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson, if those guys stay healthy. We have a good, <clears throat> we have a good deep secondary as well. It's really our defense line has not shown any ability to get the QB and our offense line is, you know, really bad. So, um, yeah, but that's really all I got for this week. I'm sorry. I wasn't here last week. Like I said, life kind of got in the way, um, but I appreciate when they joined in and, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I love talking about the bears, even though it is kind of depressing, but I feel like every team has their kind of ups and downs. Um, but other than that, that is all I have for this week for anyone that has uh, joined me so far. I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, all the support. All right. And, uh, you know, make sure you like share and subscribe. We're close to hitting. Let me check really quick. Um, from our CEO, Brandon. We are closer to 450 subs on YouTube, right? Right now we're at 438. So for anyone that's watching that hasn't subbed, if you guys could go on YouTube and sub, that would be greatly appreciated. We're trying to hit 450 and we're trying to get to 500 before December. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, share all this out to all your friends. I'm telling you guys, um, I watch basically every sports show possible, ESPN, First Take, all that. And I like the content that our guys provide more because it's for the fans by the fans. And I really truly do enjoy that. So thank you guys for tuning into another episode of monsters of the midway. I'm done. I'll catch you guys next week. Have a safe and fun football field weekend. This is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. Best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.